0: Okay, say stuff so I can test the mic. Hi. Okay. Hi. (laughs) I have to say more. (laughs) Okay, say a little bit more.
1: Why are you making me do this?
0: Okay. (laughs) No way. Okay, you're good? Hello, 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 and welcome back to the SLP Corner Podcast. I am with such a special guest today. (laughs) My best girlfriend, my mama bear, she's here, she's such a highly requested guest, <laughs> but I've never had a guest give me so much grief <laughs> for coming on the podcast. So, mom, hi, how are you? Hi, Shannon, I'm well, how about you? I'm good, I want to set the scene for everyone. It's New Year's Day, yeah.
1: No, it's New Year's Eve tomorrow, New Year's Eve tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm on vacation mode. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, it's New Year's Day. No one's. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't. Tomorrow is January okay.
1: first. Okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. We're having some coffee. We're looking at the snow. It's quite a different vibe than I have when I'm in Vancouver. I feel very relaxed. How are you feeling?
1: Good. Good. We're on a. Uh, we live on a lake, and our neighbors have plowed a nice trail all the way down the lake.
0: Mm, yeah. So
1: that's really nice. So we can walk or skate it.
0: Yeah. So. Today, before we begin, because we've done a few podcasts together now, and if anyone hasn't listened to the podcast, can you just share a little bit about yourself so people know who you are? Well, I grew up in a family of uh, eight children,
1: and I grew up in Quebec. I've lived in different provinces. I've lived in Quebec, Ontario, Alberta, and the Northwest Territories, and settled here in the Ottawa Valley. And mother of four, Shannon's the baby, and a registered nurse, presently giving COVID shots.
0: Yes, thank you for your service. You're welcome. <laughs> so, my mom just she she gives pretty good advice, and uh, she, her facial expressions. <laughs> I wish you could see. <laughs> And I've been doing some like Q&A on Instagram and a common question I'm getting is how did you survive your first year working? What was your first year working like? I'm having such a hard time in my first year working and I know that a lot of new grads follow me and I've been waiting to tackle this question on a podcast because I don't want to pretend as though I am as much wisdom with regards to my first year working because I leaned on people a lot, and someone that I leaned on a lot was my mom. So I didn't really let her prepare for this at all because I wanted her to just talk how she usually talks to me. Basically, mom, let's just go through first year working. I thought we could start with personal experiences. You want to share yours first? Sure. Public health nursing, your first year working?
1: Sure. So when I first graduated... Alberta was booming, and there were tons of jobs for nurses. This was back in the early 80s. So I was living at the time in Windsor, Ontario. Almost all of my nursing friends stayed in Windsor. But I've, I've always been very adventurous, and I'm so thankful now, looking back at my nursing career, that I did the things I did when I did them. So I, uh, for my first job, I moved across from Ontario to Alberta, I worked worked in a respiratory unit, then I wanted some, another type of experience and I knew that the hospital we were at was the only hospital that also had a psychiatric, a forensic psychiatric unit. So I thought that sounded very interesting. So I went from the respiratory unit to the forensic unit and really, I really enjoyed my time there. So we had a pool table growing up, my dad had one in the basement with all of us children And we would play often and my skills became pretty good. And so when I was on the forensic psychiatric unit, a lot of the people that we had there that we were assessing played pool. So I was really able to build a rapport with a lot of them over a game of pool. We'd play snooker and we'd talk all about, you know, how things went wrong for them and why they were on the forensic unit and how they got there. And so that that was really nice. After I worked at this forensic psychiatric unit, I uh, decided I wanted to try outpost nursing. So I went to the far north. I, on uh, some occasions, I crossed the Arctic Circle. I did some relief work in Tuktoyaktuk, and I was mostly uh, working out of a, a place called Fort Franklin, and that is on what's called Keith's Arm of the Great Bear Lake. And uh, oh my goodness, the experience was just phenomenal. It was just the highlight of my career. And uh, then eventually I made my way back to Ontario and I worked in the Ottawa Valley as a public health nurse. And this is where I met my husband, who's born and raised in the Ottawa Valley, so Shannon's dad. I would really recommend for new students, push yourself. If there's if there are things that you think, oh no, I'm I'm too afraid to do that, do it anyway. Once you get married and you settle down and life changes, I'm not saying everybody will, but... Oftentimes you sort of get set in your ways over the years and you might not get the opportunity again to do the things you could do when you first graduate. So I would really strongly suggest. For new grads to push yourself and do things that that you that you kind of think that you might do but you might do later just do it now
0: it sounds like you've had numerous first jobs it's not like you worked in one job and then stayed there for the rest of your career you actually jumped around a bit so this is one of the reasons why i'm happy to have you on the podcast and why i didn't feel like i had a lot to share because Really, I've worked at the same clinic, so it's not like I have numerous first job experiences. You have. A lot of the people reaching out to me are having some stress and anxiety surrounding their first job. It's not just being a new grad. It's also starting somewhere new, even if you've been working for years, which you've experienced. So you're a great person to talk to about this. So I'm hearing themes throughout some stories you told me. One is that we all have skills that we can pull upon when we're first starting work that we might not even realize we have in our toolbox. Your story about playing pool, I've never even heard that story before. I think that's such a great thing to share because it's so true that so often it's like these little things we have inside us that we don't even know we have that we can pull upon when we first start working. So even if you go in there and you're like, I don't know what's going on, building rapport in any patient setting is key and you'll have little things like that to draw upon even if you're like oh i'm worried i don't know as much as the slps or nurses that have been working here for years you have little things in your toolbox that you might not even realize you have to draw upon so that in itself is a comfort and then I'm also hearing another thing, which I you've shared with me before. Go where the jobs are. If there are jobs, you were saying, in Calgary, which is a different province, because lots of people from different countries and states are listening to this. So when you're hearing her say all that, because there's just different provinces in Canada. So she went to a different province that's like going to a different state entirely. Because that's where a job was. And I think that's so important because oftentimes people will say, I can't get a job. I'm so stressed. I can't get a job. And it sounds like you went to a different province, uprooted yourself, and you actually learned a lot. And hearing you talk about it it sounds like a really positive experience overall.
1: Yes. And there were jobs in Ontario, but I wanted the adventure. Yeah. I wanted to go somewhere new.
0: Yeah. 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 So even if there are jobs, go for it. Yeah. And especially as an SLP. So many SLPs are listening to this. Same thing for nursing I'm realizing, but like certain jobs, you have that flexibility, take advantage of it. Not all jobs, you have that option. I want to talk about some challenges that you faced with your first first few jobs or maybe there's maybe there's with one you can really think of something that stuck out or I I know like a few days ago you told me an embarrassing story when you were a young nurse and you had to call the doctor (laughs) so it's like I, I think that these are relatable and I think that when I was a new grad hearing other people who've been in fields longer share these stories made me feel better because I'm like okay we've all been there so now that you you um this was way back when you were a new nurse similar to my age can you share some things? that coming to mind. Okay.
1: Well, the, the situation that you're talking about was uh, when I was working on a night shift, you just knew you never wanted to call the doctor on a night shift. You just did not want to bother the doctor unless you really, really had to. And it, it's funny because uh, they often say you don't remember, sometimes you don't remember the situation, but you always remember how you felt. And so I, one of the other nurses says, no, you have to call the doctor for that. And I thought, oh, no, it's nights. I, I think the shift started at 11 and it was probably shortly after that. It wasn't in the middle, like in, into the wee hours of the morning. But I, I called the doctor and I was so nervous because I'm a brand new grad and it's my first time calling the doctor at home and here it is during the night. So I called the doctor and I was nervous and I said, hello, doctor, so-and-so could you? Could I? Could we? And the nurses all burst out laughing. And, and he said, and then I forget what it was that I had to ask him. But he said, uh, at the end of it, he said, now that wasn't so hard, was it? And I said, no, no, it wasn't. And then he said, you know what, if ever you don't know something, or you're not sure, I always prefer that you ask. And, you know, he was very, very good about it. And it really was something that I had to call the doctor about, I guess. Just feel the fear and do it anyway, you know. And, and, uh, oh, the nurses teased me so much after they'd be saying, Aaron, Aaron, could you, could I, could we? (laughs) You know, it became a long joke. But, um, but, you know, ask the questions. Don't just do something if you're not sure. And there's a perfect example. I asked the question and it didn't kill me.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that story because it's so relatable. We've all been in instances where we just, straight up embarrass ourselves, it's going to happen. But it's funny to laugh about it. Like it's always, I, one of my colleagues, and she was in my class too, we always joke about every time something embarrassing happens to us, we think that's just another story to tell our future student working with us. It's just another story to be more relatable to them and be able to comfort someone else because it's going to happen and it's inevitable. Now, what about some other things? Like were there certain areas that you felt, a lot of stress. So like, for example, I felt a lot of stress starting out private practice because I had this fear that I wouldn't be able to keep all my clients like this irrational fear because it didn't happen because it was only the first few weeks. Like, but I was very nervous about that and that caused me a lot of stress. Um, so and I can t- I can share some ways that I dealt with that after, but is there something that you kind of battled through that gave you a lot of stress when you first started working?
1: Working as a nurse, I, I was never 100% alone. There were always people around me. So even when I went to uh, the Northwest Territories, I had a, a three-week orientation in Inuvik. And, uh, they, I was learning everything from centrifuging blood to how you develop x-rays. Back in those days, we had to go to a dark room and develop the x-rays, how to suture things that typically nurses didn't do back in the eighties, all, all kinds of things. So, you know, after that three-week period, then I was flown to a very remote area. And, um, I'd always had another nurse with me. Um, we were on call separately, but I always knew I could just lean on her to call if I had any questions. So actually, for me, initially starting at each job, the probably the biggest thing was being lonely, not knowing anybody. So every time I hear of somebody that moves to a new place, I always tell them, give it a year, don't just move back before 12 months, give it a year, you'll start to become a part of that community, you'll start to meet people, but it takes a while. But as far as my actual job went, it was mostly just getting used to the new place and leaning on team members when I
0: had to. It sounds like you were sometimes a little unsure, like if you should make the call, if you shouldn't make the call, if you should ask the doctor this. So it sounds like those little things probably caused you some stress.
1: Yes. And so I would ask other nurses and yeah. they, like they if we go back to that phone call, the the more experienced nurse said no no you you need to call the doctor for that so i knew i needed to call him it was my first call ever to a doctor especially at night yeah yeah
0: you're bringing a different perspective than me because i didn't move away from my first job but you did and so i hadn't even considered that the loneliness and the loneliness in your community and like trying to make friends and all of that but then also within your job because it's when you enter a new hospital It's probably a little intimidating. You're like, who do I eat lunch with? Where do I put my food? All those. I remember those little things as a student in placement. There's a million little things that come up when you don't know anyone. You don't even know who to reach out to. Yeah. And I think, yeah, time. Because I remember when I moved to Vancouver and I didn't know anyone, it took a long time to really feel comfortable there. And so don't don't think it's gonna happen in a month or two. Like It's not like the movies where they make friends in like one second, it takes yeah. so much longer. When it comes to making friends, that if pe- people feel like it can be hard to meet a romantic partner, same goes for friends. I don't know why we think that finding a partner could be so challenging, but then finding friends could be so easy, it's similar. You're trying to find someone who's compatible with you and shares similar interests. Of course, it's going to be a little bit challenging and you're going to have to weed some people out and find someone who, over time, who you really connect with. It's a sim- similar thing with friends. So you have to be patient with that when you're young, moving somewhere, and you don't have friends yet. Yes. Yeah,
1: and that's that's just all part of of starting a new career, starting a new job. But like you say, meeting new people. It's pushing ourselves and knowing that it takes, it takes a bit of time.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't expect
1: everything right away.
0: Yeah. I want to touch back on, because I was sharing that, When I was in private practice, I was really worried that I would lose all my clients. It was like my biggest fear. And one person told me to Google the attrition rates generally for private practice clinicians like SLP psychologists and just see objectively because she's like, of course, there will be attrition. That's life. You know, not 100% of your clients will stick with you. For a million reasons, and they're very rarely personal. So I looked up that, and and it's nice to see what is common, what's not common. And then she had me check all my clients and see after a month how many I had lost. And so basically what I'm saying is try to be as logical as possible when you're really worrying about these types of things. Think to yourself some basic cognitive behavioral therapy. What has happened versus what am I fearing is going to happen? And what's the worst possible outcome if this really does happen and is at the end of the world? Probably not. Try to step outside of yourself. Try to be more objective. Objective. Yeah. 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 Because especially if you're sensitive and you're anxious, which I think a lot of the people reach out to me are, because usually if you're more anxious and more sensitive, you're going to be the person reaching out and asking these questions because you're more cognizant of it, which is, I think it can be a very good thing because you care deeply about your work. You're an intentional person. Try not to take things personally when you're working. If Clients can't come or things change, be as objective as possible. One personal story I want to share, which you're familiar with for me, that I think might be nice for people to hear is it might look like all sunshine and rainbows now because I love my job now. I've settled into the routine, I'm really thriving. But for about a month, and you might even know, maybe it was two months, I think it was about a good month at least, I (laughs) cried. Driving home from work, and there's this road called Southwest Marine Drive And I joked to my mom and some of my friends that it was the road of tears because I would cry Every day on the way home from work because I was so stressed like I was stressed about everything I worried about everything and that just it just stopped like I just I feel like I was just in shock You know starting work as a private contractor. It can be really overwhelming and then it just stops over time like it won't con- it's not like this is the rest of your career like this
1: yes yes and dad's also talked about that as a new pharmacist you know it, you, there's you doubt yourself you you wonder did i give the best advice and i think there's nothing wrong with saying to somebody i'm just going to look that up yeah. you know we don't always have to have the answers right there and then we can Just say, I'm going to look that up and I'll get back to you. Be easy on yourselves. Be
0: easy on yourselves.
1: Yeah. It's a a stiff learning curve when you graduate. Everything's textbook. You know, they try to teach you the best they can. But you're going to get so many curveballs when you're, you know, when you're out practicing. And just lean on other team members, somebody that's, you know, around you that you could ask questions. And I I think people are pretty good when they know that, that you're a new grad. Everybody's been new at their career at some point, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. mo- the majority of people will, will cut you that slack.
0: Yeah, and I like when I listen to podcasts that there's some personal experiences and then there's some clear takeaways, like what can I do about this? One is do make sure that you keep relationships with older, more experienced adults in the field. So if you meet a clinical educator that you connect with, make sure you keep that connection throughout the years You can't just magically get a mentor one day, um, email someone, can you be my mentor? That's not how mentor relationships are formed. They're actually much more natural. I was listening to an entire podcast on how you can form a mentor relationship. And I think a lot of young people think I can just get one if I want, but that's not how it works. They're formed through years and years of relationship building. And they slowly, you realize one day, oh, this person's actually become quite a mentor to me. And that doesn't just happen magically. You need to build that relationship. So, Send them a Christmas card. Reach out to them when something good happens. Oh, you got into this program. You got a new job. Like, make sure you're reaching out to them and keeping connections going. Because those are the people that are going to be really, really great to have in your life when you're starting out a career to have more experienced people in the field.
1: I agree. And, and actually, when, you're, when you were just saying that, I was thinking, you know, maybe I didn't have so much anxiety about um, the actual nursing skills. My mother was a registered nurse. My sister, my older sister, is a registered nurse. My younger sister is a reg. We're a family of all the women in our family are registered nurses. So I had almost like built-in mentorship right there. Yeah. So it is good if you can have that that person that has more experience and you can lean on them. That's that's wonderful.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to be really intentional and cognizant about our working relationships, just as much as our personal relationships, because your job is going to be a huge part of your life. And we might put so much effort into like family and friendships, which is fantastic. But we also need to make sure we're putting effort into our work and career relationships too, because that's going to be a huge part moving forward, especially when you're starting off. The other thing is um, Speech and audiology Canada. I'm not sure about the United States, but they have a mentorship program. That's wonderful. It is. It's yeah. it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, because you you work a little more in isolation as a speech language pathologist. Like you've got that child in that room, and um, so it 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 is really wonderful yeah. that they have that.
0: Take advantage of that. I tell everyone about it. I'm like, if you're a new grad, you can only access it in your first year. You need to get a mentor, and my mentor. Um, shout out Carrie if she's listening. She listens sometimes. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Carrie.
0: <laughs> um, she was so kind that she continues to be my mentor, even though the mentorship program has officially technically ended. And, sh- like, mentors receive professional development hours for their time. But after a year or whatever, they stop receiving that, and she she is continuing to be my mentor. So wow, You're really, yeah.
1: Kind person.
0: Yeah. That's, like, part of the reason I wanted you on, Mom, because – I would feel so fraudulent if I came on here and was like, this is all my advice, but all my advice comes from my mom, my mentors, you know, my, it's, it's like, not like you just can dive into this feeling like you're just on your own and hope everything's going to be magically just amazing.
1: No, you really do need support.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we covered personal experiences from starting work. We covered some takeaways that you can start doing, see if you can get a mentor through Speech and Audiology Canada, if you're a Canadian SLP, maintain those relationships with working professionals, ask questions and be gentle with yourself. Is there anything else you want to share before we, before we say goodbye to everyone?
1: I love you, Shannon. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. (laughs)
0: Thanks mom. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. I honestly don't know what I would have done without you in my first year working. You were just a rock. in my life that I could depend on. And I think it's so important for everyone to have somebody they can depend on when they're feeling so stressed. And know it's normal. My uncle, who's a therapist, always says, don't pathologize everything. Not everything's a problem. Not everything's a diagnosis. (laughs) Not everything is the end of the world. So if you're having some stress, that's okay. Ride the wave.
1: And I think emotions are often heightened after work at the end of the day. Just the best you can, just go to sleep. Just, yeah. Just go to sleep. When you wake up the next morning, it, you it's always different. Mm-hmm.
0: I always say cancel yourself. Yeah. It's canceled. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: over. <laughs> yeah. Check out. Yeah. Check
0: out, we're done. Yeah,
1: we're done. Time for sleep.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, um happy new new year's eve. Yes. New yes. year's eve, everyone. I hope everyone has A great New Year's Eve. I think it's going to be past New Year's Eve. It's going to be January 3rd when they listen to this.
1: Okay. Well, wishing you all the best in 2022.
0: Okay. Thanks for coming on. Love ya. Love ya, too. (laughs) Love you more, girlfriend. No way. (laughs) All right. See you next Monday.